Well, it's good, again, it's good to be with you this morning, brothers and sisters. Thanks for joining us. Uh, even if we can't be together uh, physically, we're here spiritually with you and, and able to celebrate this Mass with you. So praise God that we can be here. And hey, it's kind of a minor miracle, right, that we can all be joined together, at least virtually, uh, for this celebration of the Mass. And you can make this spiritual communion with us. So, so praise God that you're here and joining us today. Um, and of course, this is a very strange time for all of us. You know, all of our routines are messed up. We're, we're forced to be in situations that we're not quite used to. Um, we're forced to live out our daily lives in a strange and unique way now. And it's the same for us as priests. Usually we're able to be spiritual fathers to you here at the church. You know, we're able to celebrate the sacraments for you. We're able to spend time with you. We're able to... Uh, do classes, preaching, teaching, all of these things uh, are ways that we're able to be spiritual fathers to you normally. But in this time, we're trying to figure out how to be spiritual fathers kind of in a, a new and unique way. And I've been thinking about that. I've been praying about that a lot recently. How is the Lord calling us to be spiritual fathers to you in this unique time? And Father Claydar and I were celebrating Mass in our rectory chapel yesterday. It's a beautiful chapel um, and one of the things that I really like about it is that when you're celebrating Mass and you hold up the host or the chalice, right behind where you would hold it up is a nice big crucifix for us to look at it. And so after I say the words of consecration, I can hold up the host or the chalice and I can look at the face of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross as well as in the host. And in that moment, when I was holding up the chalice, and I could see the face of Jesus and sort of looking like his blood was dripping into the chalice. I remembered that Jesus is a father to us. Jesus was a father to his disciples. He was a father to his apostles. Now, of course, we understand the Trinity. Jesus is the second person. He's different from the Father. We have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But when Jesus is on earth, he's a father. He's an image of the Father to his people. He's being a spiritual father to his disciples, in other words. And if we keep that in mind, I think we can learn something very important about spiritual fatherhood from today's reading. At the very beginning, it says he was with his disciples and they asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? So they had this understanding that this man who had been blind from birth Someone had sinned in his family to cause that punishment upon him. But Jesus, in a very fatherly way, answering that childlike question, right? I mean that in a good way. You know, children always want to ask that question, why? They want to know why things are the way they are, why we do things the way we do them. They ask why all of the time. And that's what Jesus' spiritual children do in this reading. They ask him, why, Jesus? Why, Father? Are these things the way they are? Why was this man born blind? And Jesus, as the Father, is able to speak truth into that situation. He's able to say, actually, no one sinned. It wasn't his parents. It wasn't him. This is not a result of sin. But this is an opportunity for the glory of God. In other words, God allows this situation so that something good can come out of it, so that God can be glorified through this suffering. And that's a mysterious thing, but as I reflected on it more, I realized that one of the things that we can do for you, or possibly the best thing that we can do for you right now in this unique situation as your spiritual fathers, 
is simply to continue to speak truth into this situation, to tell you the truth about suffering, to tell you the truth about the mystery of the glorification of God, even in times of difficulty. And so that's what we're going to continue to do. That's what I want to talk about in this homily. We're going to continue to do that in our masses. We're going to continue to do that in our reflections and our devotions. And we're going to give you the truth as your spiritual fathers. And so we think about this current situation that we're in, and we might want to ask the very same question. Why, Lord? Why is this going on? And Jesus knows this is tough for us. Jesus knows this is a big cross. Whether it's a big cross for you personally, maybe you're someone who has the virus. Maybe you know someone who has the virus. Maybe it's a big cross for your family, whether economically or, or spiritually or in any other way. It's a big cross for us as a society. It's a big cross for us as a church not to be able to give the sacraments as freely as we would like to. These are big, real crosses that we carry. But if we ask this question, why, to Jesus, we have to receive his answer with an open heart. You know, we can't just say why and then not listen for the answer. We can really say, why, Lord, is this happening? Show me how you want to bring good out of this. I'm open to that good. I want to glorify you in this situation. And that's where we need to stay in our prayer, brothers and sisters. I know it's tough. I know it's difficult to not know the answer right away. But that's what Jesus calls us to. That deep surrender, that deep trust in his plan, that deep knowledge and faith and hope that he is going to bring something great out of this if we're simply open to it. Jesus never allows a cross unless he wants to sanctify that cross, unless he wants to bring, bring great good out of that situation. And if we keep that mindset in this time of difficulty, we're going to be okay. That's where we find our peace. That's where our hope is. That's where our joy is, even in this difficult time. And so let's do our best as we carry these real big, tough crosses. Let's do our best to stay connected to the Lord. Let's do our best to stay maybe in those difficult places of prayer where we have to really open our heart to Jesus and say, heal me, Lord. I give you permission to come in here. I give you the permission uh, to show me how you want to work in my life, to show me your plan, to show me how you want to bring good out of this. I give you that permission, Lord, to bring great good out of this situation. If we do that with humility, if we do that with obedience, to the will of Jesus Christ, to the will of the Father, to the will of the Holy Spirit, we're going to get through this all right, and we're going to be even better than we were before. So let's continue to lay down our lives with Jesus Christ in surrender to him, in surrender to his will, and carry our crosses with him faithfully daily. And we know that through that faithful carrying of the cross, Jesus is going to give us the help and the courage that we need to carry those crosses, and he's going to bless us in this situation if we're simply open to that. Let's trust in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's give him everything we have, and let's surrender everything to his will in the knowledge and trust that he will bring great good out of this tough situation.